And we are live. Welcome back <laughs> to the Rabbit Hole Podcast, where we do mediocre research and give our unwanted opinion about a topic that you don't care about. Today, we are covering um, kind of the same sort of topic that we've been that we've been on the past few weeks, uh, an ancient aliens sort of thing. This time we're going to dive kind of into um, the mythologies of some of the ancient civilizations and uh, how it's connected to current religions and maybe the evidence of an ancient alien influence. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, we are again uh, without Tyler. I guess we can go ahead and it's it's known to the world right now. He does have the covid um so he's dying he's he's dying no he's not dying supposedly Dead. he'll be back next week yeah um we've already buried him um <laughs> hopefully we can figure out a little bit about um some afterlife alien stuff this week that could help us give closure on tyler's covid death um <laughs> We're, that's why we're covering this so much is because we're trying to find some ancient uh, revival secrets. Yes. You know, bring yeah. it back from the dead. See if he's been uploaded to a cloud somewhere or something like that. <laughs> yeah. so. Trying to find holes in the simulation for the respawn button. Um, he's still in the gulag. We're still waiting. <laughs> and, and like we said, like Tristan said, we're just kind of continuing on last week's. Um, I don't know. I feel like me and Tristan have both started the last few weeks. CJ, do you want to start this week? Am I going to put you on the spot? Yeah, you're probably going to put me on the spot. You want to give us our first talking point? First topic? Yeah. Uh, So, I guess we could start with, if we're going to do uh, ancient aliens and maybe their influence on current religions, past mythology, and uh, that sort of stuff. I mean, we could talk about maybe like a lot of the similarities between the such, right? Mm -hmm. How there's a lot of these cultures had no connection between each other. Like they had no way to communicate. Yeah, and and then if you go and look at their stories, they all are so similar. So it makes uh, the thought that he... There was somebody, and he was going around, he or she, you know, was going around to these different cultures and doing these certain things for them or even saying, hey, this is what I do for you, and getting them to worship him, and then they each come up with a different name for the thing. Right. And and even sometimes, um, if, if you look at, like, ancient Sumer and the Mayans, sometimes the names aren't even that different. They're kind of similar. Well, the like Roman and Greek myth- myth- mythology, right? Ninety percent of them are, I say, ninety percent. Most of them share. I mean, they're the same gods, even, yeah. right? There's some yeah. that have similar names, and then, which I, I when I when I was young, I read. I say when I was young, two years ago, I also <laughs> read it, but uh, the like the Percy Jackson. Yeah, book series, right, and everything that goes along with those. They they cover that, right? Where in a entertainment sense of the way, right? You have the Greek gods and everything, and then you go to an, another series, and it turns out they actually have alternate 
lives and personas and stuff like that in the Roman culture. Hmm. They're the exact same gods, but they're, you know, in the different cultures, they are just named differently. They might look slightly different. They might have different powers in the thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a mostly children's book or a young adult book, (laughs) but you know, it's still, I think it still holds, holds to the mythology of of everything. Thought something like that too. I remember, um, when I was younger, kind of thinking the same sort of thing. Like what if this is, what if all of these, uh, gods and stuff, and all these deities were the same people, and they were just, uh, for example, like we have in the English language, you have the word cat or whatever, and then in other languages, it's a different, it's another word. Right. So, mm-hmm. the, what if that that these names and stuff like that that are that these uh, different ling- that these different civilizations are coming up with is just like a different that just their their yeah. way of saying the same thing basically mm-hmm. just in a different language yeah i mean that goes along with like the the pyramids that are all over the earth mm-hmm. they have no there wasn't just they weren't able to, this is how we should plan this stuff we should make this these ways and you know that's how we should do it. They just had no way to. What's the word? Communicate together to plan and stuff like that. And so you know that 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 could lead to the idea that you know aliens might have had a hand in a lot of this, and especially with like the gods' creation. Like there's all because the. Well, I guess you could even chop that up to being. They they find something to worship right they want to they want to figure out what's going on so they want to make sense of it so they create their stories and coincidentally they come up with a lot of the same things right you know but even there's even some comparisons to like modern day christianity and stuff like that within mythology that happened before right so it's like if you want to be i mean there's one i'll try and find this real quick. I just think it's weird how all of these kind of ancient civilizations were polytheists. Yeah. You know, monothe- monotheism didn't really come around until like Judaism. The big, the big mm-hmm. religions that we have now. But, but even then, and this is going to trigger probably a lot of people. I guess you could, you could look at it this way. And say that even that, right? So even even Allah means God. Mm-hmm. It, it's I mean it's their word for God, but it's it's still they're still technically I think you would still be worshiping the same God, the same one being. Yeah, like a, like a, yeah, it's just a different word. It's way of just saying, a different word. It's just a different in, word. In a, yeah. Right. So let me they, let, let me present my theory real quick. I have a theory. Okay. Now, in fifty years from now, this is gonna be proven true, and then y'all are gonna come back to this podcast and you're gonna say, you know what? He was right all along. <laughs> he was right. Here's my I'm theory. You're gonna do that. You are gonna do that. Shut your <laughs> mouth. Here's You won't call dead. me Tyler in fifty years. You won't be dead. We're gonna be like pig hearts. We'll get into that eventually, like 
we're gonna be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're not dying. So, at least of old age. So, here is my theory on religions and ancient aliens. Okay, a little out there. Okay, so let's say that you're traveling the stars in a spaceship. Say we're we're going to Mars. Okay, and you have an intergalactic space crew that you're bringing along with you. Okay. You got Elon up in the front. He's, he's driving the, the BFR. We're getting there, okay? Who are you going to bring with you, okay? You're going to bring, obviously, like a physicist. You're going to bring someone for security. You're going to bring someone, you know, an astronomer. You're going to bring a biologist. You're going to bring someone that studies, you know, especially if you're going to a, glo- a world that you know there is life, you're going to bring somebody who's uh, who studies husbandry and things like that, you know, like animal, reproductive, all of that. When you loop this back around and you look at these pantheons, and like you look at, you know, you have your, your security guy would be like your Ares, right? Your head god would Mars. be your commander, right? So, like, you're whoever's in charge of the mission, right? And then you have, like, your uh, astronomer, like, your sun gods, things like that. You have your biologist. So, like, in Celtic, like, my personal favorite mythological god is Saronis. Um, it's a... Or, or Arwen, one of the two. But it's a, it's a Celtic god in, um, in the Druidism faith. He was a god of the nature and the animals... Uh, so you kind of see what I'm getting at with that? What if all of yeah. these are like, they're like the roles that these people filled when they came to study Earth? But the only thing with that in particular, that theory, it falls in with a lot of them, right? Until you look at maybe like North mythology. mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I can't say that today. They don't, as from everything I've ever studied on it and everything they don't so much the gods don't so much want to be worshipped or do things for you maybe i don't know if that's the right word all right like you when you mess when you pray mm-hmm. for you know you're asking the gods to do this or whatever right right i don't think in the north myth- mythology they actually interfere as much or intervene as as much Right. Um, Am I right to say that? I don't know if that I'm. No more like you're. You're definitely right if you're comparing it to like a Judeo Christian Abrahamic faith. You're definitely right in, in that sense. There's still some intervention there, um, but not definitely not as much as as in other faiths. Well, because it's not like I don't know how I'm trying to get at it with this. Uh, I don't even. I can't. I can't even put I it. Just in. I just like. Can't, I mean, yeah. I kind of. I'm with. I'm with you on this a little bit, Christian. I have kind of thought about that too, and I've compared the a lot of the different polytheist religions mm-hmm. um, that we're kind of associating with aliens. Um, it, it's like they're a team kind of mm-hmm. thing. And across that, these different cultures, they have a god or goddess for farming, mm-hmm. and they have a god, a goddess of war, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they got one of fertility. Mm-hmm. They got one for the water. They got one for the storms. Like it, it a lot of these little characteristics they have in common that these um, deities represent. And like you said, building if you were going on an intergalactic space mission, you would want to bring these people. Right. I think of it as uh, the term that I think of is your apocalypse team. Right. Yeah. Because I I do that shit all the time in my head. I'm thinking in my head all the time, who is my apocalypse team? Mm-hmm. And so I think of like you guys, for example, and I think of the different skills that we have. You were a medic in the Air Force. You have a medical kind of skill. Like I, I just think of that kind of um, thing for the different people that I know. Like who would I want to have on my apocalypse team? Who has these different kinds of skills? And it's the same kind of thing you're thinking of. If you're going on some sort of intergalactic mission, you would want those different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. But I'm with you on that. I see what you're getting at. And it's uh, it's kind of hard for me to verbalize it. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you're definitely getting it. I I feel it. That draws a lot into like the the big polytheist uh, Mm -hmm. religions, like the Norse, um, the Greeks, the Egyptians, the, the the Romans. It's just some of them are, are a little uh, different. Some right. of them do kind of get like uh, CJ, CJ was saying, for example, the Norse, like they may not intervene as much. Mm-hmm. Something that I uh, am really into that a lot of people don't think about is like a Japanese mythology. Yeah. In Japanese mythology, they don't really have that. I mean, they have a god of rice and agriculture, and they have a sun goddess and a mm-hmm. god. They have seven gods of fortune and a god of wind, uh, like Raijin and Fujins, the god of wind and the god of lightning and thunder and storms and stuff like that. And then you have Ryujin, uh, the Japanese dragon god of seas and storms. So they do kind of have that in a sense. But they also have something that I thought would be really neat is to bring up yokai which is a supernatural japanese beings um that take the form of different objects uh for example there's one that is an umbrella and it's literally a haunted umbrella that kills people and eats them (laughs) and there's one that's a lamp (laughs) Uh, and there's also just different kinds of like little just creatures and stuff like that that I think like what if these Japanese people found a alien and they just said it was this like a kappa for example a kappa is a little like um little green creature basically about the size of a child that has like a beak and it has a bowl on the top of its head that has water in it. And the 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 way that you defeat a kappa, supposedly they're like known for being tricksters and stuff like that. And they eat children and stuff like that because they trick them into getting into the water and drowning and stuff. They usually live near uh, waters and swamps. But the way you trick a kappa is um, they're really like respectful. And so they bow. If you bow to them, they bow back, and uh, the water in their the top of their head is their the way they have their supernatural powers. So if you bow to a kappa, 
and it bows back, all the water dumps out of its bowl on its head, and it loses all of its supernatural powers and dies. That's crazy. Who's the guy that was like sitting around like, okay, you know what? I got a story for you. <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of wild ones. There's uh, Tengu, um, which are basically just bird people that are like... I've heard of Tengu before. Yeah, they're basically what taught samurais how to mm-hmm. fight. Like, they're, uh, they're bird people that are like master swordsmen and stuff like that. And so that's just... That's a perfect example. A prime example right there is the Japanese had a specific creature that was a bird, so it lived in the clouds, lived in the skies, lived on top of mountains where people could never reach it, and it came down from the heavens and taught men how to fight. Okay. And I just I like I don't it. know. I think it's weird how there's there's mm-hmm. That's another thing that I can kind of get into, too, that I thought about is the fact that in most of these religions, the the gods and the things you worship and the things that bring you this agriculture and this war and all that stuff come from above. They come well, from the like stars. In like Greek mythology, right, there's uh, Prometheus, right? He come mm-hmm. from the sky – and brought humans fire, right? He taught them how to utilize fire in order to cook and stay warm and stuff like that. So right. it's like, I, I guess it's it's like as, I mean, from the beginning of time, as humans, we're always looking to the sky to figure out like what's up there, or, you know, to figure out how to explain all the stuff that happens. Right. I mean that that's a very um reoccurring thing across all of these across all of these that we're gonna talk about is almost identical creationist um settings, really. The only thing with like the Greek mythology and stuff is like with the Titans. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 older generation, right? You have the gods, and then above the gods is the titans. Dinosaurs. <laughs> That's another thing Aliens. to think of, too, is like there's these these gods that came and wiped out the titans. And in Greek mythology, there's a lot of reference to giants, too, and mm-hmm. that's what titans were. It was kind of a giant – giants, basically – uh, in everything, kind of there's, there's giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in every cult culture, there's some sort of giants. So I'm just thinking it goes back to kind of the ancient aliens part and what I talked about with the Anunnaki and how maybe it was an ancient, like, advanced civilization. And remember when I say advanced, I don't I don't just mean like us. I mean like supreme intelligence, um, kind of an ultra-technological civilization. But like advanced even to our standards. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like uh, space exploring kind of um, talk talk to each other through their minds kind of shit basically. Um, but these gods that were ancient aliens came down, met with these titans, which were actually Anunnaki, for example or some ancient civilization 
and went to war with them, wiped them out, and just the people that were left were basically the ones that were reset. Um, I think of the world resets a lot, honestly, and that's something that I can get into later as well. Um, but I think the world has reset itself a few times. It's like the flood. Life. Yeah. And in, yeah, in, in like every the culture, thing. there's a, yeah. a great flood that has happened. and Or they but, look forward – I mean there's always something that's going to happen that it, that is the end of the world, right? You're always and looking to for be a, fair, we've had our own we've had our own resets, mm-hmm. like just in our li- like well, not in our lifetimes, obviously, but just in the, the like uh in the history that we know of, I feel like we've had our own kind of resets with like the Renaissance and uh, the Dark Ages, the bubonic plague, things like that have changed history. Drastically, I mean, uh, Genghis Khan himself killed so many people that he like reversed the carbon footprint yeah. on the world, and I he mean, reproduced he killed, like, so much that yeah, that people have people to this day have a DNA. Like ten percent of the DNA. world has Genghis Khan's yeah. DNA. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just like I don't think it's that far, that much of a stretch to believe that. There is a possibility of something so drastic happening that it does reset an entire civilization of people, especially if – I'm not saying that the, these ancient civilizations covered the whole globe and were as uh, populous as we are today. I'm not right. saying there were six billion of them or how many freaking people we have on this planet now. I'm saying that maybe there was an advanced civilization of only a couple hundred thousand or a couple million and they right. only populated this one area, uh, or the you know Pangaea was all together, maybe at that point in time, and they only populated this one spot. And the, I mean, just think of how easy it would to be re- to reset a group like that if an ancient civilization can. I'm getting really deep here. <laughs> no, you're good. Keep <laughs> okay, going. Okay, so think Pangaea. You have an ancient civilization of a couple million people. Think of Pangaea. If you don't know what Pangaea is, it's this the theory that um, at once upon a time all the continents that are on the world today were together. It was one giant landmass. So think of a couple million people that live on this one giant landmass, and um, this group of aliens shows up comes down and they go to war with these people they most of them get completely wiped out except what do you always have during times of war survivors you have displacements and refugees mm-hmm. in world war ii you had jews running all over the place mm-hmm. they were going anywhere except for central europe right so um and today you have Syrians and other Middle Eastern people trying to escape their countries that they live in. Mm-hmm. So just think of these people, these refugees and these displaced groups spreading out all over that large continent where they would never been before. This war is so chaotic and drastic that it they 
basically, I'll just say they literally dropped nuclear bombs on these people, <laughs> splitting the continent, the continent of Pangaea. Over time, it drifts apart. Over time, okay. these people forget about each other, but they remember those aliens, and that's the only thing they can describe them as is the gods. And that's why there's a connection. I like that. And you know you know what helps support that? Um, your separationist theory? <laughs> no, I have something. The Tower of Babel. Um, are you familiar with the Tower of Babel like in Christianity? Where like the people were supposed to be trying to build a tower to get to heaven and then God split them all up all over the world and made them speak different tongues. I mean, that actually kind of supports your separationist idea there that they were displaced and set across throughout the globe with only a memory of, you know, because even like now in our DNA, there are things in our DNA that, for instance, I don't have to tell a baby that a snake's going to bite it. It's going to know that, you know, like your inherent like fight or flight danger theories, right? Like, yeah, there's things that are built into you, that are like yeah, ingrained just chemically in you. built into the human it's like body. Your your ancestors' thoughts, memories, their lessons they learned have somehow imprinted onto your DNA, and it continuously. I mean, the good things, right? So things that you need to survive that your ancestors have learned have somehow imprinted onto your DNA, so that you know, hey, when you come when you come out that womb, you got to breathe. No one teaches you how to breathe. No one teaches you how to blink. Uh, you know, so there's this stuff. You just inherently know how to do this stuff. I mean, I guess it's your your brain doing it. But why, how does your brain know? Your brain ain't never done that before. Right. So, you know, maybe either some things like, oh, if I pull this off the thing, oh, it hits me. Well, you, you learn from that, I guess. But when you see something, it strikes fear in you. But you have no reason to be fearful of that because you've never had a conflict with that thing before. I, no, I completely agree. That's couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's just like it's it's known and fact I, that uh, people as we are today have come from one location. Um, mm-hmm. Like the uh, like the Caucasus Mountains area, right? And migrated also- all over the globe, mm-hmm. and so I just I don't know I don't I th- I don't think it's far fetched to believe that I mean it might be a little far fetched to believe that there was a civilization that could talk telepathically to each other and aliens drop nuclear bombs on them, but but not even <laughs> not even that like right so like dolphins. They have like their their echo location or whatever, right? They make clicking noises, yeah. or even bats, right? They have the sonar. I say the sonar, right? They're they're sending off signals and it hits them. And if you have a different sense that could pick up that echoing, that the uh, that the sound you're putting off, the vibrations or whatever, and interpret it a different way, it would be no different than us just speaking, right? Us, we're we're just shaping our mouth as we push air out. You know, and move our tongue and stuff like that. It's no different. It's just a way of communication, I guess. I don't know. I probably sound like an idiot, but no. I mean, I I'm, I'm not going to lie. You completely lost me on that whole statement. 
In which way? Talk, I don't know. Talking... Like you talked about communication, and I don't know where communication came Tele- from. Telepath- telepathically communicating. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Never mind. Okay. Sorry. They I had guess a stint. I, I forgot yeah, that I, I even mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> that also that also falls into place with like the different. I don't even want to say the word species. The different types of humanoids that there were, right? We have right. the Homo sapiens and Neanderthals oh, yeah. and yeah. all that, right? And then there's even a set of DNA that they they don't even know what the hell hell it is, right? It's just I'm talking about Melanesians. I know they don't even. I don't even. I've seen it. I've seen it right before there's the like last fl- podcast. Florentians we had. or Flor- mm-hmm. um, those are those are the hobbits from. Florentians or the Hobbits? Is that the Florentians or whatever? Yeah, Florentians. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, but there like are a, the Melanesians. They like a, well, they're calling it like a goat. I think is what I, I think is what I read, and they they just they can't pinpoint it to where it's just a completely different species of a humanoid sub like that lived alongside everyone else that we interbreed with. Right. Well, so there is be, a um, in the Pacific Islands. There is. Um, a group of people called the Melanesians and they carry DNA that doesn't match any other humanoid. Um, that they have less Denisovan genetic material than anything in any other genetic or any other population group. And they can't pinpoint where they came from, what their origins are. Uh, They have like really dark skin. They have blonde hair they have blue eyes. It's a very strange mixture of things. That's yeah. See, I don't, I don't think this ties in because it was like one specific woman, and they just couldn't find. And I'm definitely overestimating it because I want to say it was like 25 percent of her DNA matches nothing. Like they Zana. don't have a clue what this matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like it probably wasn't 25 percent. It was probably there's probably five to 10 percent where it just right. there was they had no match. They couldn't figure out where it come from. It wasn't something that they have ever tested before. So she's a demigod, is what you're saying? Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, she, she, which even that, I, there's stories of gods. Well, just think of the coming, um. I mentioned last episode with the Anunnaki, maybe there was some sort of, uh, and the, the ancient aliens or whatever, maybe there was some sort of, yeah, crossbreeding or just genetic experimentation. I mean, maybe that's about it, how, where, that, maybe that's where we came from in general, is just the fact that we, they genetically mutated themselves or combined themselves or whatever with chimps. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they did the same thing with lizards, and that's where these other people come from. Like that's, that's a if you poor example lizard people. Just... Are we talking about the queen? We'll get into lizard <laughs> mole people in a different episode. <laughs> look at the if you look at like the Greek gods and stuff like that, right? Like Zeus specifically was a very frisky person, right? Or god? Sorry. Yes. Yep. And he, you know, he he'd often come down to breed with humans, and that's where you get demigods. Yeah, of course, other. But even that, though, I mean, that could be the aliens. All of them were all come of down. these like main gods, and all of these like uh, patriarchal gods were. Uh, they they fathered many children. Mm-hmm. They had many wives. They had different affairs. 
so that's yeah like i mean that's just that's a perfect example honestly of just what if that's what we are is just a, a mixture of an alien and a human relationship yeah. And before anybody tries to deny that and say, well, no human would do that with an alien, there's people that do that with horses and dogs and, <laughs> and stuff. So I don't think it's that far out of the question, okay? I, I don't either. <laughs> if they could, I mean, I mean, especially if they could talk to you. Have you ever I been mean, around a Marine? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Clay. <laughs> uh, I... That one really threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said, especially if they could talk to you and um, I think of like what they could have promised you. Right. If like, they could port some, you. Like if you went to the bar. Imagine if some <laughs> hot alien comes down from the sky. Some hot, like I'm talking fine-ass alien. Like, <laughs> comes down, like Jennifer Aniston level alien comes down from the sky. In a gold like, UFO. She's like, listen. She's like, you can live forever if you just lay with me. I feel like 90% of men would do that. I feel like you're right. She didn't yeah. even have to explain herself. She <laughs> I wouldn't even be like, are you an alien? I'd just be like, I mean, I'm... I'm okay, Skyper. So do that, obviously. But, like... I'm but who's saying. to say they couldn't mirror to look exactly like? I mean, because we're really we're oh, we probably shape shifting. I can cover shape shifting. <laughs> we're probably Hold not super far back off up that the Japanese tech stuff right now. Yeah, there's some well, big even, ones in in Japanese. Well, even that though, like there's some of the mythology a, that there's a Japanese creature that is a possessed pair of sandals. <laughs> but like, there, there's, I just want y'all to look the, up Japanese yokai. Just. <laughs> In the mythology, there's uh, right the gods can change their shapes. Yeah. So they th you th there's 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 tons of stories where Zeus shape shifted to look like the woman's husband. Yeah. And then he's ha ha and, you know it's me. <laughs> right. I feel like there's a lot of stories like that too. I yeah, there are. I think I remember stories of uh, Greek mythology where. A dude's wife or whatever is taken from him. Man, that just seems like a really familiar story to me. I don't. It's it also the Greek Clash mythology. of the Titans and the Wrath of the Titans series. That's how they base um, the main character's birth is off of uh, is off of that too. I just I feel I I want to say I remember a story. I may be just totally coming up with this in my own mind, but. Um, that's where a lot of my talk comes from anyways. So, But uh, I want to say there's a story of a guy whose wife dies. And he makes a deal basically with the devil of whatever uh, – the god of the underworld of whatever religion it was, mythology, whatever. I can't remember. And that – he, if he is faithful to her or whatever, even in death, like he doesn't sleep with another woman or something like that for a certain amount of years, then he can have his wife back from the underworld. Mm -hmm. And the god or goddess or whoever of the underworld 
um, actually comes up to uh, like many years later, comes up from the underworld to try to like test him and shapeshifts into uh, another woman or his wife or something like that, and is like, and they you know do whatever, and he's like, aha, I got you. You can have your wife back, kind of thing. I don't know. I I, I feel like I've heard that story. Too. That's that's very similar. Uh, in like the Greek mythology, and I don't, I Maybe can't that's name just the, the story names. that I'm thinking of. Is this is it Dionysus or something? Like yeah, that? Dionysus. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's. He, I know he goes to the underworld to try to get his wife back, and, and he has to. Then tr- Hades he, is like. She is, yet he's supposed to trust that his wife is behind him and following. Yeah, he's not. And if he look looks back, back, yeah, if he looks back to reassure of it, then she's gone. And I believe at the very halfway up or something like that. I, there's either whispering in his ear, or he, you know, he's done all this work and he just wants to be sure. He's just so excited to see his wife that he looks back, and, you know, and yeah, loses her. You know, maybe that's... that's what I'm thinking of, and I've just come up with the whole uh, sex thing in my head because I'm a weirdo. But, but... <laughs> that that's a that's a common a common theory, uh, or kind of not a common theory, but a common reoccurring scenario where these gods are laying with mortals and creating offspring. Odin did that a lot, a lot, a lot um, throughout Norse mythology. Um, Lug in Celtic mythology as well as Saronos were both known um, to uh, have relations with mortals. As well as um, there's even Mayan... um, What's the Mayan sun god's name? I can't think of it right now, but one of one of the gods um, in Mayan religion is actually an offspring of the Mayan sun god and a mortal. So I mean that happens like all the all the way across all of these different religions, and I, I just think that's kind of interesting too because normally you had men writing these religions, right? So you wouldn't write like some like dream story where where your wife gets taken from you by a by a god, right? I don't think that's something you would like right up in your head. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying there? Yeah, I mean, I don't think most people are going to fan I, most people aren't going to fantasize about that. I don't think. Right. Well, maybe they will. Maybe I mean maybe they would if they were going to be the hero of that story, maybe. Like the hero of it. Yeah, they're right. going to get him back. But most of the time they don't. Right. Most of the time they lose. Yeah. Like uh I or really I mean, maybe if you were wanting to cover your tracks and you murdered your wife <laughs> and you needed, to, like, hey, it know, was Odin. That, I swear it Becky's was Odin. Becky's in the ditch out back, but let's just say that Jesus took her. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Hades, Hades got my girl, and he said, <laughs> "Hey, just walk out this place. Don't look at her." And I'm like, "Nah, nah, man. I'm looking at her." And then I don't know where she went. <laughs> don't don't look out back. I promise she's not buried out back. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like a very, a very just, weird thing. Um, that kind of supports the my war theory as well, because um, mm-hmm. that's what people do is when they go when they invade somebody and they take over a place. Um, usually, raping and pillaging is kind of the uh, forefront of the mind. Right, it's the go-to, especially in those older civilizations. Mm-hmm. So 
that's that just that right there could explain what it is is right. um these gods slash um aliens show up and they're like hey this is ours now and they just start raping all the women and that's where you get a lot of these stories from which and that could even mean like the story of uh, Medusa yeah right where she was she was right. raped yeah. and then she was punished quote unquote which i guess the more you look into that the more it is like she wasn't so much punished as she was given a gift to stop people from being able to ever hurt her again. Right, but I think it was given as like a like in spite by because she was raped by Zeus and then she went to Aphrodite's who was Zeus's wife. And then Aphrodite's was mad about it, so she gave her the whole snake hair, look at me, I turned stone thing as kind of a no man will want to look at you again. Yeah, I mean that's it's how like it's like a backhanded been. gift kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It's someone, like someone gives you a pack of deodorant and you're like, "Oh, thanks for the deodorant," and then you get home and you're like, "Did they say I smell bad?" Yeah, that happens to you right <laughs> after basic first sergeant give you give you some deodorant. <laughs> no, I've just that's just a. I think I've given gift a deodorant as a gift before, <laughs> and it was not received very well. <laughs> And your grandparents are like, here's some shampoo. And you're like, why? (laughs) (laughs) We'll clean your greasy hair. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure me and CJ back in the day probably got plenty of pairs of scissors for Christmas. Just to get uh, razors for my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Razors for my birthday. And I was like, I don't have any any facial hair. Like, that's (laughs) nice thought. Still don't have any facial hair. Hey. So what were you saying about Medusa? You were saying something about Medusa, and I cut you <laughs> off so rudely. It's just that, though, right? That Medusa was given this curse that when someone tried to look at her, mm-hmm. it, it, they, you know, like, it turned them to stone. Right. But then I've seen it flipped where it was actually a gift and that because of her beauty, like because of how beautiful she was – in order to protect her, it was mm-hmm. you know it was if if someone ever tried to do harm to her right and they looked at her, right she was able to turn them to stone so on and so forth. And but you're safe if looking at her looks right like so if you wanted to if she didn't turn into a you know a, a monster right if you wouldn't have looked at her you were safe if you wouldn't. Right. I see what you're saying. But even then, though, after the fact, she gets turned to a monster. People mm-hmm. still try to come and hurt her. Right. Like they're trying to go and kill her, and all she's doing is, you know, she's not even really doing a whole lot. I mean. Yeah, she literally is hanging out in her lair, and there's, like, people mounting quests to go kill her. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. That's very interesting. So, um,. Do you guys know kind of the story of uh, Quetzalcoatl? Oh, uh, I do. Go ahead and speak it though, because I'm uh, I so like um, Quetzal- Quetzalcoatl is basically the uh, Aztec god of well, I mean, it's kind of everything. Like he was their supreme. He deity. was their Zeus. He was their Odin. He was like their 
their main deity of the Aztec people, and one of their um, stories was that one day Quetzalcoatl would return as a human mm-hmm. and would bring all of them to the great whatever. Um, like he would bring them to uh, the heavens or, or, right. or whatever. Um Anyways, so I'm just I'm again I'm doing this to support my own uh, bullshit theories. <laughs> but when Hernan Cortez landed in uh, Central America in 1519, the Aztec Emperor Moctezuma believed him to be the returning of Quetzalcoatl. And so they welcomed them with open arms and basically allowed these invaders to come in, completely take over, and uh, basically just annihilate them. Yeah. I mean, because that's, uh, that's basically what the Spanish conquistadors did. There's no um, historical or scientific belief in that, but that's what a, a lot of historians think happened. And that's why a lot of historians think that the Spanish were easily able to conquer the Aztecs. Mm -hmm. Because they shouldn't have been able to. Because they were outnumbered like 10,000 to 1 They were definitely outnumbered, and just the fact that, I mean, they were in their backyard kind of thing. But, uh... Anyways, so that kind of goes back to my war invasion theory kind of thing, is... I'm going to use uh, Christianity as an example, uh, not to offend anybody here, but anyways, uh, if Jesus was to return like it's written, like it's supposed to be, right? obviously Christians would welcome him with open arms, right? right? And he'd basically be allowed to do whatever he want. Mm-hmm. Even if it was ill intentions, you know, right. if, like if Jesus came back and said, it's time to annihilate the Muslims. Right. And we just launched all out war on Islam. Right. Uh, or Judaism or, or whatever. Uh, right. And the same thing in, in reverse to, I mean, for like, for example, in the Quran, it says to uh, kill infidels. But um, if Muhammad was to show up and, and say, kill all Christians now, then all the Muslims will be up in arms killing Christians. But that just goes for an example. Uh, these aliens slash gods that showed up. They were probably welcomed with open arms because that that's what these people thought they were, was gods. Right. And uh, they were able to just do what they wanted. I mean, I mean, yeah, if an alien lands in my backyard tonight and, sa- and comes in and says, hey, uh, we're going to go rob the Dollar General. Let's go do it. I'd probably be like, cool, you probably know something I don't know. Let's go hit it. Yeah. It's been robbed three like, times this you week can already. Space travel. I'm gonna believe you. Exactly. Like, right. And that's just how it is. Like, I mean, that's a natural human 
Right. You're going to follow. Kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I they don't even have to come back. People uh, believe – I mean, people – I'm trying not to I'm trying to do this without hurting anybody's feelings. But people follow what the Bible says and they don't even people follow what the Quran says, people follow what the Torah says. People don't even necessarily follow what the Bible says a lot of times. It, they they follow what they think it says. They follow Sorry. what they That's think what it say. says. Yeah. Same with the Quran. You know, the Quran, I've read the Quran front to back. The Quran actually one of the first thing it, first things it says in the Quran is that if there are Christians, uh, Levites, Jews, Sabbites living within Muslim land, you have to provide them protection. You're not allowed to tax them, and they're supposed to be given free trade. Like that's not a lot of times what you hear about the Quran. You're like, because you have humans, freaking humans, man. Humans always mess everything up because we're greedy and we're selfish, and we will twist something to make it into something else. You know, you have your, your pastors that'll preach Christianity for hate, or say, because I have a tattoo, I can't go to heaven, or this or that, you know? And <laughs> I just... But where this connects to aliens, sorry, that was kind of a... Back around. Um, Let me just attack this real quick. <laughs> Who's to say that the aliens didn't use that? They come down and they see this, you know, they sit up in at 30,000 feet and just kind of listen to everybody for a while. And they're like, okay, these people believe in this, 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 and this. That's how we can use this to our advantage to get them to do what we want. I mean, yeah, that's, exactly. what, that's what or we even, do even in modern times now. That's what we do all around us. It's, you know, active intelligence. Even if even even if they say they were like okay let's do this let's let's perform these acts right mm -hmm. like they think the sun is rising let's let's make them perceive us pulling it through the air and setting it or right when the sun's about to set let's project this huge battle we have between two people and one of them loses and so it gets it gets dark. Or in a, and at sunrise, we do it again. The other person loses, and the sun comes up. Right? We've got that. We we figured it out. Right? So let's use our knowledge to convince these primitive people to do what we want from them, or to start worshiping us, and just similar stuff like that. Right. And it's just, I mean, because if you think there's a lot of mythologies that are centered around someone is controlling the sun, someone is Bringing the sun up and the sun down. Mm -hmm. So where would they, where would they get that from? Mm -hmm. I mean, because if you took a, if you literally never taught a kid or a group of kids anything, like you didn't teach them any religion or give them really any knowledge of how stuff works and put them together, and then eventually ask them, hey, how does how does that what what does that do? You know, how does it come up? How does it go down? What's you know, whatever? They're gonna probably be able to figure out that. Okay, let's let's create something here. Okay, this is how it happens. Right, they'll create their own explanation for why it happens. Or even if you wanted to, 
say they've never seen it. They don't know. They don't know anything. They don't know the science on how anything comes in. And you come in, you say, hey, every morning I take my horse here mm-hmm. and I ride up into the sky. Mm-hmm. I lasso the sun and I pull it across the sky so that the sun may set in the evening. Thank you. And I do that, that every day. You're welcome. You know, it's a hard, it's a hard job. Somebody's got to do it, huh? Yeah. But, and that could be with anything, right? You could, somebody could study the tides. Mm-hmm. If you watch it just enough time, you know, you know, at this point in the month, it's going to come a lot further up or it's going to be, you look for certain signs and there's going to be tsunamis and stuff like that. And someone's like, Hey, you don't do what I do or what I tell you to do. I'm going to make the water destroy you. Like, yeah, right, whatever. So they don't do it, and they're like, all right. They hop in their spaceship. They go up a little bit. The water comes in, and it destroys them, and it's just timed perfectly. Or I, see, out I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's propaganda. Yeah. Hmm? It's, it's old um, time. It's Yeah. <laughs> it's Well, it's exactly <laughs> – I just keep circling back to this. It's exactly what you would do if you were invading – Another country mm-hmm. or something like that. Especially that's primitive to you. You would conduct surveillance mm-hmm. and you would do intelligence gathering, counterintelligence, and propaganda. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is definitely what could have happened is let's make these people, let's make these things that are down here that um, – you know, they don't even know how to grow their own food or whatever. Right. Let's make them believe that we're their gods. And, uh, yeah, so they'll welcome us with open arms. We'll be able to walk right in. We can impregnate all their women. <laughs> and then all their children will follow us. We can start to annihilate them spread them out isolate them target them individually convince them um, to do stuff for us that we want done yeah you know that was and, also uh, that was a kind of Genghis Khan's um, we, we already talked about him once tonight but that was kind of his uh, battle plan maybe he was an alien he um, he did the exact same thing <laughs> Genghis Khan was an alien. Jesus. All right. <laughs> he, he was an alien Jesus? Whoa. <laughs> a bi- he was a big alien Jesus who impregnated a quarter of the world. Somebody's got to do it. But yeah, he would ride into a city, village, town, whatever, and annihilate the men, rape all the women. All the women would have his babies, and he would well, I'm your father, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and yep. you follow me. Exactly. Would, like, um, yeah, it just, it makes sense. So that's it what the Anunnaki sense. did then. So we're thinking the Anunnaki came in. No, that's the that's well. Actually, my, no. That's honestly that's my issue. That's my one struggle is I don't know if the Anunnaki were petty enough. Were people basically mm-hmm. that just came before, and they were a civilization that was just before, okay, that got wiped out, or if the Anunnaki were the ones doing the wiping out, and they were, were the aliens. 
could almost hmm. that the the Anunnaki were here. They're the Titans. Okay. And then along come another group that come down and wiped them out or put them to work. They used they enslaved them. They they done specific things to them. Right? Because if you if you look at it, you know, they, they didn't just kill them all. I mean, I think eventually they did. But they, kill all of they who? I'm sorry, you lost me there. Kill all of who? The Titans, right? So oh, the, the, yeah. the gods. Yeah. Didn't well, I mean, in. like they didn't. What What's his name? Um, Kronos. Kronos. He's a Titan, and he's supposedly still tied up under a mountain somewhere. That's not the same one. Oh, is it not? I think I don't think Kronos is. I thought Kronos was Atlas. A Atlas. Atlas is the one that carries Earth. Atlas is stone. Atlas has the world on his back. Right. Yeah, Kronos but I'm pretty, was... sure, I'm pretty sure that whenever Zeus and Poseidon and Hades beat Kronos, they, like, chained him up in a mountain or something like that. Oh, okay. Chained him in a mountain. I thought you meant... Uh... Like holding the world? Yes. That's no, that, that is Atlas. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have elaborated more. I apologize. Maybe you said hold up a mountain. I thought you were yeah. meaning hold up the world. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, but Gaia is the Earth herself, basically. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That one's hard. That one's hard to figure it's out. rolled her into a little ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of it, though, is they People they are going to live on you now, and you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> they also, which I guess could we can tie back to this, is they personify things right yeah so when the ocean destroys something they've personified that they've given that a personality they've given tsunamis personality there there's it just didn't happen naturally like there was something causing this right so the sun there was the sun was given a personality and somebody was pulling it across the sky or someone controlled what it did or right right the earth itself had a personality I don't know, right? And then like, yeah, lightning that's and such. I mean, that's kind of what I want to. That's um, like you said, the theory that I think I lean more towards is uh, the Anunnaki were a civilization that existed before they were advanced um, in a form. That we can't really fathom. Mm -hmm. um, they lived in a city, basically. They were they were one people that lived in a city. Atlantis. Atlantis. Yes. Okay. I was actually gonna say that. Um, <laughs> so Atlantis, you hear of it being underwater, right? Right. And the well, floods. it wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't the. I think it didn't Atlantis start. It was above. Well, that's what I'm saying is that it was it was a city that they all lived in. Um, these Anunnaki people, this this advanced civilization, this group of invaders, um, gods, aliens, whatever you want to assume, I guess, mm -hmm. shows up. 
there is a great war. Um, the Anunnaki are dispersed. Their world starts to literally crumble and fall apart. And when you have something like that, think of when you're in the ocean and you have your hands together and you dip them halfway down into the water and real quickly you spread them apart. What happens? Creates a vacuum. Exactly. The water fills that space. So that's where this flood comes from. Man, that was deep. Pangea splits apart quickly, expand or um, drifts very quickly away from each other. Large mm -hmm. land masses like that, water filling that space would be immense, and it would swallow up entire cities, civilizations, continents. I like this theory. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this is what happens. I like it. I'm going to build a whole college course on <laughs> theoretical history. They got theoretical, theoretical physics. Why can't we have theoretical history? Well, let me know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, help, I'll help you develop that. Let me know about that. I, I'm down. But, um, and that's, I think that's where the, the uh, story of Atlantis comes from, is a city that was swept under during this flood and even if you don't believe in this Anunnaki stuff even if you don't believe in this alien stuff there is science behind this flood um, it's not just a religious thing obviously uh, Christianity believes in a flood most religions do believe in a flood but there's also scientific uh, geo is that the study of rocks Geolo yeah. geology, geology. geography yeah. No, geology. geography is like uh, maps and shit. <laughs> but there's our geological... half wit knowledge is showing. CJ, just pop yourself <laughs> in the head for me, real quick. <laughs> there's geological uh, evidence of floods sweeping across, uh, for example, the United States. I believe that most of this uh, data is. In like Montana, Idaho, yes, kind of area. Um, let me pull. I want to pull up this dude's name real quick and give him a quick shout for anybody who wants to do some actual. Is is this referring to the Younger Dryas period? Yes. Okay. So that's um, talking about like like the flood waves, like the um, the erosion waves out west, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Randall Carlson. Yes, that's his name. Is the dude's name. Um, he's kind of been ostracized and kicked out of his own community for the stuff that he believes in, but he's um, simply right. There's And there's so much evidence to support Carlson's theories, too. Exactly. I mean, he's just – he's a geologist. He's, an, he's a geo, geometrician, which is something that I've never even heard of. So if you have a job that's something – if you have a title that's something that I've never heard of, then I just automatically believe What does a geometrician a do? Uh, I guess it's something with math and geometry together. An expert in geometry. Yep, an expert in geometry. Yeah. So kind of something. Anyways, but he's an architectural designer. 
he's a, he's a smart dude is what I'm trying to get at here, and I don't think he's spouting uh, craziness. I don't think that he – I think he wholeheartedly believes in what he's saying, and I do as well, that there wasn't just this one great flood. And that this great flood isn't just a religious or mythological uh, topic. That this thing did happen, and it potentially wiped out one, two, multiple ancient civilizations. And erased them from the planet, maybe not completely, but in a sense. It, it reset the timeline. And that's what I'll I'll uh, that's kind of what I'll go back to a lot, is that you have these. I'm totally varying from the uh, topic that we set out this week again. No, you're fine. Go for it. But vary all you want. The meteor that made the dinosaurs go extinct. The flood. That the flooded the how how long was the uh, biblical flood? Forty days, right? Rained for forty days and nights, and then I, the water I didn't no recede idea, for. So it rained for forty days and night straight, and then it was a hundred and fifty days until they found land. Okay, so a flood that wipes out or a. Meteor that wipes out the dinosaurs, a flood that floods the whole world for 150 days, Mm -hmm. you said? Yes. Um, There's just multiple stories of these catastrophic events happening that have eliminated everything. Yeah. I mean, that's why Noah took two of each animal on the boat. Is because the flood killed everything else, right? So I just I, I I don't know I have a hard I just I think that our timeline has been reset, and uh, I think so you're one hundred percent right. You, it's almost like uh, the Earth itself has a way to when things start growing too much, something's introduced to cut that. Right, like a exactly. natural, yeah. a natural, or maybe it's not natural, and yeah. whenever we go too far, there is a intergalactic governing body who comes around and says, "You know what? You screwed up set. again. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry Thanks for bringing this, <laughs> but we bringing need to reset back to the aliens thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe I, that's what it is. Is that there's this group of um. <sighs> You guys played Mass Effect? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So there's the Council of Mass Effect, right? That's all the different alien species on it. Right. Um, maybe we're just too dumb, too stupid, too naive to be introduced to these people. They're like, all right, these humans, they're too dumb for us. We'll blow their mind, so we're just going to watch from a distance. Right. And when they start getting too wild, we need to shut them down. We'll like put we them back in their before. place. Yeah. Yeah. I or mean, if it's like we're we're branching to the wrong direction, like we, we they want us to follow the specific path, and there's a crossroad, so we go to that one instead. 
right? And we go, we deviate way too far, and like, okay, you could you could swing back into the direction we want you to go to, mm-hmm. and we don't. So they're like, okay, let's let's hit them with this, let's push them back, let's start over, let's start not from scratch, but let's try to move forward the correct way. Let's give them like yeah, let's give them a little reset, right. just a little reset, set them back into the Stone Age, give them fire and a couple stone arrowheads kind of thing and uh let's see him do it again maybe this time they'll get it right mm-hmm. and uh i wouldn't blame an alien council society whatever doing that to us because humans are a very awful uh species mm-hmm. i mean we yes. enslave and rape each other all the time. Think of what we would do to a different species who we thought was inferior to us. Like if there was an alien council that had a perfect utopia of nonviolence, everybody was rich, no one was hungry, we would come in there and totally destroy it because we would try to run things. Yes. That's and that goes into like the a lot of the stories with like alien invasions are like war war of the worlds type scenarios right mm-hmm. where they come in there and they're coming to hurt us like we for whatever reason we think that aliens are coming to hurt us because that's what we to somebody else <laughs> you're <Yeah>. going somewhere <laughs> else like, we would come in there not, and we would yeah, just we're not gonna do no peace missions like at first that's no. what it's gonna be but then as soon as we find out that they have some sort of resource that we want yeah it's like mm-hmm. avatar or whatever but in real life you know mm-hmm. it's it's um we're always going to want to try to advance ourselves a little bit further and and put ourselves on the top of the food chain because that's just how we are and that's how we've always been. We're at the top of the food mm-hmm. chain. And any anything we come across, anything we find, we're going to try to put below us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't think that we are the most intelligent. I don't think that we're the most powerful. And I think that we've been put in our place a few times in the past and that – uh. There's definitely a potential of it happening again. I agree. I I 100% agree with you. Um, yeah. So <laughs> awkward um, silence, but yeah. Sorry about that. Um, we got really deep there for. <laughs> I had to contemplate what we just talked about for a second. So we went, um, of course, we we went down. I've drug us down the rabbit hole again. This one was bumpy. This one was like with my little theories. Yeah, we. I opened. I opened up um, this week's episode with us talking, saying that we're going to talk about with. Ology, and we did for about 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then we just re- started referring to aliens as gods yeah <laughs> annihilate us and other aliens um, as titans <laughs> but uh i mean you know this is just a, a storybook to add you know this is this is part three or three three of the alien saga so far and yeah there's this one. This is just a big one, right? I think this one is the biggest rabbit. This is hole definitely something that um, that pulls me in so much because I legit have theories about this. Like right. I have thought deep, as you guys can probably tell, I have deep seated beliefs and theories in some of these things that I say, and like I'm 
completely open about it is um, I mean, what I said about the Pangea thing and the floods and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that is what happened. And uh, you can think I'm crazy or not. I don't really care. Uh, that's kind of the whole point of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> is to maybe um, I'm not and I'm not trying to convince anybody of my theories or beliefs or anything. But I do wish that some people would be a little more open-minded and kind of consider the possibilities yeah. that um, what you were taught in high school in 1972 it may not be true. All right? right. Um, we, we learn new things every day. Science improves every day. And that's just the fact of it. Um, but yeah, before I get on another tangent, I'll just uh, do my usual closing and say uh, thanks to the audience for joining us this week and uh, listening to our rants. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming on here and talking for however long we've been going on for. And uh, that's all I got. So just, you know, we're vaguely familiar with this topic, and now you are too. <laughs> 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 all right thanks for joining us everybody all right